0: Welcome to the Liz Career Coaching Podcast. My name is Liz Herrera, and I am your host, career coach, and job search ally. People strive to find career happiness, purpose, and satisfaction, and yet end up in a career path that does not align with their goals and overall purpose. If you are launching your career or ready for your next career move, this podcast will empower you to pave your path and take the action steps to get you where you need to be. Let's get started. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Liz Career Coaching Podcast. My name is Liz Herrera, and I'm your host. Today, we are talking about personal branding. This is a topic that always comes up in every aspect of the career and professional development conversations that I have with students and clients as it is essential to be aware of our personal brand, and we need to be cognizant if we are truly conveying that brand through our actions, our social media presence, our work activities, our communication, and more. While our personal brand is essentially our reputation, it is also important to be able to articulate and intentionally showcase our brand in various aspects of our career, including a job interview, crafting a cover letter, writing a personal statement, when reaching out and asking for letters of recommendations, when asking someone to be a reference, and of course, having that positive online presence. So our brand is intertwined in all of this. Part of this is also having an in-depth understanding of our strengths and what we contribute to our world of work and those that we serve. So for this episode, I wanted to focus the conversation around using your strengths in establishing your personal brand. And so I thought I would invite Linda Evans, who is a Gallup-certified strengths career coach, speaker, and writer, who also specializes in personal branding. Linda has a virtual career coaching business launched by Linda, and in her full-time career, she works in career services at Trinity University in San Antonio, Texas. So let's get to it. Hello, Linda, and welcome to the Liz Career Coaching Podcast. I'm super excited to have you as a guest uh, today.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I, I wanted to share with my audience that we actually just met I, I found your uh, profile on LinkedIn, I was doing some searching and I really wanted to do an episode on personal branding. Mm -hmm. And I came across your profile and you are a strengths based career coach. Um, So you are a Gallup certified coach. And I was really amazed by the aesthetic and just everything about your career coaching business. Oh. And I see that you are a personal brand expert, or you've done a ton of that. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to reach out to Linda. And you graciously agreed. And we had a quick conversation. And here you are today. So thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to have this conversation. I love to talk about personal branding and strengths and anything that can help people advance their careers. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess before we get into the whole uh, idea or thoughts about personal branding, if you can share uh, with my audience, you know, what you do, uh, what's your mission and who do you serve? Awesome. Okay. So
1: what I do, I've worked in higher ed for 10 years now, started in admin positions, like executive assistant positions. And for the Last five years, I've been in career services and a little bit of academic advising, which I didn't really like, so I came back to career services. And then I also have a side business called Launched by Linda, where I do career coaching and also speaking um, in regards to career development personal branding. And my mission, um, I actually wrote like my last year of college, and it is to inspire and empower others to discover and fulfill their potential. And to um, help, their, help them add greater meaning to their lives by advancing their education and careers. So it's kind of long, I've had to like <laughs> to memorize it, but it's really important to me, every part of that mission is something I strive to live each day, whether it be at my job or my business or my personal life. And who I serve, um, in my full-time job, I've served college students you know, for the last 10 years. And then in my business, um, it's been mostly early or mid professionals who are in their 20s, 30s, 40s. I would love to serve a larger range. But that seems to be the audience that I
0: attract. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I thought you were perfect as a guest, because we are very similar in our role. So you know, I also work in uh, at a university and in, uh, in the career uh, service capacity, um, mm-hmm. but also the coaching with the same, you know, 20 to 50 or whatever the range may be, right? Um, yeah. Whoever is Whoever is happy to hear the podcast or, or work with me um, as a career coach. Uh, so I have talked about personal branding for a long time. You know, even when I was working with high school students, I think our personal brand are is extremely important and something to really think about in terms of our careers. But can you talk about what is a personal brand?
1: Yeah, a personal brand. I, I've crafted this definition that I use in all my presentations is a concise, compelling way of communicating who you are and what you have to offer to your target audiences. So
0: it's b- both knowing who you are and how to communicate that. Absolutely. And so why is it so important for us to be aware of our personal brand?
1: Oh man, and this is like hard to put into words. I'm sure you would agree uh, and because people will describe it, the importance of personal branding in different ways. But I think it's very important to put it into words because we, it's hard to like see ourselves objectively, but other people see us, they already have impressions of us. We already have a reputation out there and we need to be aware of that in order to be in control of that. So yeah, so I think it's really important to know what we have to offer, what we want to offer and who we want to offer our unique talents and strengths to so that we can be intentional in our lives and and we know when we feel we know how, uh, when we can feel successful because a lot of people they they follow other missions and other objectives they do what they're told and and they never really know if if they're accomplishing what they set out to accomplish so yeah. it's, it's both knowing who you are and where you want to go and who you want to serve
0: i think that's perfect i think you captured it there right is really knowing who you are and where you want to go. and some of the other key things that you just said is being aware that it is our reputation. and when we know that and how we can be intentional by it. And you know with personal branding, one of the things that I think about and and um, why I, I know that it's extremely important to people to be cognizant of it. I recall you know I was working with a colleague once and I wanted to refer um, a candidate for a position. And I'm like, Oh, you know, this person's great. And she's like, Oh, no, I've had horrible experiences. And it was just like, the person's reputation of always being late. uh, And those types of things, right. And someone once told me, people are always watching, even when you don't think about it, people are always watching your every move. And that that goes without saying in terms of online presence, in our meetings, and how we interact with others. So whether we like it or not, we have a brand, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And I try
1: to be very intentional with my brand, but there are always parts that people pick up that are not intentional that still become part of my brand. So, but the more that we are intentional, the better we can manage how our reputation comes across to others. Like, um, and that is important in helping us do what we want to do, right? Because if your reputation gets in the way, then that's when you know, you need to reassess and redesign and intentionally work to fix the parts of your brand that are not working for you, depending on your objectives.
0: And so how can we be intentional about our brand? Can can you provide some examples? Yeah, it's um, so I, I've been doing this kind of weird, quirky thing
1: for like 14 years. Um, eighth grade, I did my first personal branding survey, which I didn't call it <laughs> that back then, but I... I I thought it just was a fun activity and never heard of the word personal, the term personal branding, but basically that's where it started. Eighth grade, I had a little notebook and I wrote questions in it for my friends, kind of like a yearbook, but not. it wasn't a yearbook. And I passed it around and one of the questions was, can you describe Linda in five words? And I got a lot of feedback and I didn't like some of the feedback because I didn't feel like that's what I intentionally set out to do. So I readjusted the behaviors that I thought was causing that feedback. And and then I redid that survey a couple years later in 10th grade and I got different feedback. And so I realized that at an early age that my personal brand is within my control. It's it's totally based on my interactions, my behaviors, my intentions, right, and how I interact with others. So I've been doing that kind of reassessment ever since. Mm -hmm. And And at first it might seem daunting, but then if you take it as like feedback to be curious about rather than feeling ashamed of it or embarrassed about it, then it can really help you to refine your brand to
0: how you really want to be. I love, first of all, I love that you did this when you were in eighth grade, like that just, (laughs) that's like your first clue, right? That this was something that you were excited about Mm -hmm. um, and very brave to even get that feedback. And that's important even in our careers, right? Getting feedback from colleagues and supervisors and just being aware. And when you're not, or when you get the feedback, like you said, readjusting to whatever it is that you want to to convey. Mm -hmm. Um, One activity that I like doing with students is I'll ask them, you know, describe how you want people to remember you or to know you for, and then how can you display that in what kind, in your interactions and in your involvement that mm-hmm. can speak to those adjectives that you want to be described uh, for. So I, I just, I love those kinds of activities. I think they're so, they're so um, informative, right? <laughs> yeah, very insightful. Insightful And, and it's just,
1: um, it's cool, because I think it, it gives me more sense of control, that I, I don't just like, you know, ask how they feel and leave it at that. but I ask how they or how they feel and what they think about me. and and then I really analyze it and and ask myself, does that fit how I want to live? Does that fit what I want to put out in the world? Does that fit how I want to be remembered, right? Like long after I'm gone? Um, and if it doesn't, then I gotta change something because
0: it's not up to
1: other people to change their perception of my brand. It's up to me. Yeah.
0: And, you know, I think about it in the context, too, of being considered for promotions or opportunities, right? Where people are like, oh, this person is a great problem solver. Or if you put this person on your committee, they're going to bring, you know, this insight. And so I think that a lot of times people are like, oh, I don't get any opportunities or I don't know why I'm not approached for this. And it really It depends on kind of how much effort you put into it and putting yourself in these spaces, yeah,
1: it's hard because um, I think for people who have a lot of different interests, they mm. they get frustrated if they get branded as one thing, right? And um, and I want to I want to be like flexible. I don't want to be one thing forever. I want to have the room to grow. Um, but I think that has to be gradual. Like you can't tell people I do everything. Like that's the opposite of a brand. When you're like I do everything, I try to please everyone. A brand is is focused and often for uh, a niche audience right and you have to in order to have expertise you have to be focused you have to be specialized you can't be an expert in everything but at the same time it is a delicate balance to Mm -hmm. give yourself room to grow and let people know that hey I have developed since I don't know it's the last time you saw me five years ago, <laughs> that I'm, I'm growing, you're growing, and my brand might have shifted, but it still has the
0: core values, you know, that, that I strive to maintain. I think that's important. We just said the core values, right? Mm-hmm. And so while we, our brand can shift and evolve, it has to start somewhere uh, mm-hmm. and I'd be all over the, not be all over the place, Right. Uh, So of course I have to ask this and I love that I can ask you this question and thinking about our strengths, right? So how can we be intentional in how we use our strengths in developing and establishing that, that brand?
1: Yeah, I think people still have a hard time. A lot of people, not everyone, of course, still have a hard time in owning their strengths. Mm -hmm. Uh, Strengths defined as the natural way that we think or behave or feel, right? It just comes to us naturally. We don't have to work super hard at it. If we work really hard at it, it it becomes an amazing superpower. But our strengths are what come to us naturally. And I think people tend to see those tendons, like quirks or tendencies, or traits as weaknesses, things that get in the way. And when I coach clients on their strengths, I, I remind them constantly that this is something that you do without thinking about it. So you can do too much of it. And when you do too much of it, that can get in the way. But if you hone it and you use it intentionally, your strengths are your superpowers. They're what make you unique. They're, are, they're what's going to help you um, excel in whatever you want to do. Like strengths don't dictate what career field you want to go into. Right. 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 Um, it's not like a fortune cookie or fortune cookies don't do anything, but it's not
0: <laughs> a crystal ball. And, it's uh, not
1: astrology,
0: people. <laughs> it's
1: not. Yeah. It's not some magic voodoo thing. Like strengths are are what naturally occur in you. And if you use them, um, intentionally, they can get you where you want to go. And if you own them and take charge of them rather than apologize for them or, or feel that they're your weaknesses, like, you know, some people might think, um, I'm too empathetic. Like I soak up people's emotions too much and then I get depressed or I get burnt out. I'm like, that's, that's true if you don't like manage it and you know temper it because we all have strengths that can become weaknesses but if we if we are aware of our strengths first of all then we can manage them better and that becomes our superpowers um, within our brand.
0: I like that you talk about um, the shadow side of of strengths and people (laughs) always talk about you know like oh but it's not it's it's you know, I'm an overthinker, like if you're deliberative, right, or I, I can't make yeah. a decision. And yeah. we always focus on the on the weaknesses. But let me ask you this, Linda. So what would you say is one of your so maybe you can share one of your your Clifton strengths? And how do you feel like you use it in your, you know, and how do you thrive in your personal brand because of a because of a theme? That is such a fun question. I love that. <laughs> uh, so my sixth question,
1: strength, not my top five but my six, I feel like has been coming up a lot, which is activator, Ooh. Uh, which is getting things done, right? Like yep. starting, starting whatever task needs to be done, like not waiting, um, turning ideas into action. So I'm like super action oriented. And, and lately, I feel like that has helped me to build my friendships, because people will say things like, we should go out for lunch, we should do this. And they like never follow up on it, right? But I know that I have activator, so I'm gonna like ask them, okay, what time do you wanna do it? What day do you wanna do it? We're gonna get it on the calendar and then we're gonna do it. Like it's, it's not just gonna be something random like sometime in the future. Um, and when I get a project, I, I like make sure that I get started as soon as I can you know and try to balance you know we all we all have the balance problem of <laughs> prioritization of our to-do list and all that but um but if if it's on my to-do list then i know i'm going to do it and i feel like that's part of my brand is people can trust that i will get things done and i won't dawdle as long as i have the you know all the information i need and stuff like that so i i love my activator um I just have to make sure that I don't overuse it, which is to like push and rush other people <laughs> when uh-huh. they're not ready, right? Like uh-huh. my, my husband has deliberative, which <laughs> is the opposite of activator. Um, and I, I have acknowledged, I've humbled myself and acknowledged that that is necessary. So I don't make mistakes. I don't do things without thinking. I don't like act too impulsively all the time, which I definitely do if I'm, if I'm just, just doing activator, if that makes sense. But um, looking for ways to manage that pullback, so it doesn't become a weakness.
0: Yes, and I, I love that you mentioned your 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 partner because it's it, it's great when you're able to integrate this and and you're aware of the people that you work with, right? It's really amazing <laughs> when you when you're aware of like strengths of people around you that you interact
1: with regularly. It helps you to appreciate them a lot more and to feel um, humble <laughs> because we don't have every strength, right? Like I don't have deliberative in my top strengths and, and I miss a lot of things, but other people who don't have activator that I have take a lot longer to get to the action. And so I think as we know other people's personal brands, we are so much more effective. Yes. So, so yeah, so that's, that's something that I don't always get to talk about is like knowing your own brand, knowing how to communicate it, but also knowing the brands of those that you interact with regularly, whether it be coworkers or like, family members or roommates or siblings or neighbors, um, then you can try to figure out like, how are we going to work together?
0: <laughs> no, absolutely. It's funny, because even though you and I have had few interactions, when you said activator, I was not shocked. Uh, I'm also activator. Oh, and so know. Yes. And what I love is like, you know, I love working with people that are, you know, on top of things efficient, and like, you are just so quick to respond to emails and it's just very, you know, it just flowed. It was seamless. And I have an appreciation for that. Um, and so I think that even thinking about a project, then I would know, like if you and I work together, I'd be like, oh, I know I can count on Linda. I know that she will make oh, the meeting. She'll be on yeah, top I of it. Yeah, I saw that in you too. I love that. <laughs> oh yeah. See, this is the strengths-based conversation. We can talk about this all day, right? Right. Um, I think it's good for our you know, the people that we work with to to recognize that, right, the importance of knowing where you thrive and where you stand out. And, you know, what you do naturally, those those natural patterns of behavior, and how that contributes to a team in your organization. Uh, but being aware that it is a unique talent, which I think a lot of people undervalue. <laughs> now, One of the things that I wanted to talk about, and because of course, I watched one of your presentations, uh, and you talk about creating a personal mission statement. And you know, we get people that obviously are writing personal statements, or even writing their cover letter, or getting, Mm -hmm. you know, preparing for a job interview, Mm -hmm. and people struggle to talk about their personal mission, or people that are looking to create their coaching business. Mm -hmm. what have you. Mm -hmm. So what are your, you know, what is a personal mission statement and how can we work on articulating it? Yes, that, I think that is one of the core
1: pieces of our personal brand and it's a lot of work, which I think, which is why I think a lot of people try to ignore that part and be like, I don't need that. I don't want to do that. Um, Because it's boiling all our values and our, our goals into one sentence. And I think I really think it needs to be one sentence. Um, there are mission statements that are, you know, pages long, like a personal mission statement, you know, from a grad like with for a grad school application usually is one to three pages long. But nobody has time for that. Right? Like like if you were trying to understand my brand, you're not gonna read like two single space pages about what I'm all about and what's important to me. So how to create that is really um digging into the keywords that matter to you. And if and actually it helps to to do a long form. So I had a friend who went through some exercise not with me, but just with some other personal branding thing and he wrote like a full page of what's important to him, what he wants to accomplish in life, what his goals are and and gave it to me because he's like I don't know how to boil this down into one sentence. And so I read it and I highlighted the the words that stuck out and I said this word share comes up in every paragraph. Mm. So obviously that needs to be part of your mission. And he's like, Oh, I had no idea. Like, you know, it's really hard to get that objective look at ourselves. So it's helpful to ask trusted friends and family who know us, who um, we know care about us and won't judge us to give us feedback. Like what, what really sticks out to you about the way I live my life? Right. And so I gave him some feedback, like these are the words that stick out a lot, like sharing and creating, he, he's an artist. So he's very ah. really, like, passionate and creative um, and, but also people oriented and driven. So helping him to just boil it down to the essence of his brand and then using key verbs. So so I think a personal mission statement is made up of key verbs, which are actions
0: mm-hmm.
1: and nouns, which are like principles, ideas. Um, so what are you gonna do with those key principles and ideas? So for me, um, those key nouns are potential, meaning, um, career education. and And then the nouns are inspire and empower, to discover, to fulfill. So, so those are like the combination of words and then you you just have to like play with it, you know, just like use different combinations until you find something that flows because it needs to feel, it needs to feel really good to you. Like it needs to feel like the most refreshing favorite drink. <laughs> like it shouldn't feel like something that weighs you down. You know, if, if somebody else were to write my personal mission statement for me, it would, just not feel the same. It'd be like, Oh, it's an obligation. It's a duty. It's a Mm -hmm. burden, you know? Um, But if we write our own and we know what lifts us up and what motivates us, then that's, what's going to help us to stay inspired, stay motivated and go forward to our our goals and our objectives for our future. Um, Get really deep into what matters to you. And then like distill it down to a sentence.
0: Yeah. So, to what matters to you, it's like you have to own that. You have to own it. Yeah.
1: Cause you're and, the one to live up to it. Right. And you're the one to yeah. grade yourself every day. Am I meeting my mission statement? Am I living true to my values? And
0: no one else can judge that except you. And I think also, you know, it 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 can be like I said, you know, mirrored by your actions and the things that you're actually doing. And, and does it align? And just hearing you talk about this, I, it's just it's so present in everything that we do. You know, when we talk about, you know, maybe we can talk a little bit about this, but like social media, um, mm-hmm. what you have on LinkedIn. You know, a lot of times people struggle even creating that headline or what to add in the summary. And I always start with what is your brand. Or when people are updating their resume, my question is like, what brand do you want this resume to convey? Mm. Um, and it's a, so it's in everything that we do. So we can't ignore it. Right. Um, so when it comes to social media, let's talk about that. What are your thoughts sure. about your brand and social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, all the good things? <laughs>
1: what are my thoughts? Uh, well, I think people think of it backwards. People think of brands as their social media, their public face. And that's just the shell, right? Like you have to get to the heart of it, which is mission statement, your values, um, the things, the attributes that you strive to, to live by, like, you know, honesty or humility or creativity or whatever it is that's important to you. That is the core of your brand. And then social media is, is the outside. It's the pretty stuff. It's the visual stuff, right? Whereas your brand is kind of intangible. It's just all these like soft, fuzzy things (laughs) that we try to put into words. Um, But then social media includes like colors and images and logos and and headlines and resumes, things that are very visual based. Um, So I think that obviously has to, it has to trace back to your mission statement. has to trace back to what you're all about um, and not put out things that are inconsistent or that are conflicting with your personal brand. So. You know sometimes I, I've taken things down that I posted that I'm like uh I don't know felt like I like an impulsive post and then I don't think it really projects what I wanted to um project so I so I I don't like I'm not afraid of taking things down I'm not afraid of like deleting my own comment <laughs> um if I don't feel like it, I've done that too yes <laughs> yeah yeah if, if you don't feel like it's um in congruent with your brand then it's not worth keeping out there because it will stay there forever so yeah, I think social media is a really um, fun and important way to communicate your brand, but it's not your brand.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think the I think that that is on point. I, you know, I think about LinkedIn, and you know, I talk to my you know when I talk to, to clients or to students, you know, I say you know the things that you post out there is it, a reflection of your of your brand, and like you said, being consistent. And so one of my examples is like, for me, obviously, anything career development, professional development, you're going to see me posting those types of things. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, there are times where I see somebody post a video of a dog or a cat, and I love cats. Mm -hmm. And like, even though I'm inclined to like it, I know that if I like it, everybody's going to see Elizabeth Herrera like this video. And I'm like, that's not really quite aligned with my brand. I'm like, I'll leave that to Facebook, or Mm -hmm. to Instagram, right? Because there's different
1: platforms for different kinds of interactions.
0: Absolutely. Um, so just being aware of, of those things, um, mm-hmm. and being intentional. All right. So you know, one of the things that I, I wanted to ask, and I know we kind of talked a little bit about it, but I've had people say, you know, I'm transitioning from one industry into another, I'm mm-hmm. changing careers, you know, but everybody sees me as, you know, I'm in nonprofit, or mm-hmm. I'm in corporate, but now I want to be nonprofit or vice versa. Mm-hmm. How can people start being intentional about their brand like do you have any ideas or thoughts about how people can change their brand as they're trying to make that shift
1: yeah that's um that's one of my favorite things to work on with clients um who are career changers right and and i think that is a really hard activity but it could be really fun so basically what you have to do is is trace it back the essence you know like if you start out in one field and you wanna switch over to something that seems completely unrelated, you have your own reasons for that. It makes sense to you, right? Like I was interested in this, I was good at this, but now I've changed and I wanna do this. But there's still that common denominator, which is you. Like you're the one who's pivoting, right? Um, So you gotta figure out like, what is my story? And I like to tell people you have to connect the dots for people because mm-hmm. if you look at someone's resume and they work in three different industries, me as an outsider, I'm, I have no idea like what their reasons are, what their motivations are. Is it, is it just cause they were looking for the next paycheck or like what, what caused them to switch? Right. Um, and even if it's something that seems like out of their control, like they get fired or laid off, their next choice is still their choice. And so understanding for yourself, like, why am I switching? What am I hoping to get out of this change? And, and like painting those dots for other people. So being able to tell your story with confidence, no apologies. You, you have to own your decisions in life, right? And very few, deci- very few career paths are linear. Mm-hmm. As much as that seems to be the norm and everybody feels guilty about nonlinear paths. That's just not it's not the most common thing anymore. And so no, like we don't need to feel ashamed about going back to school when we're 40 and completely changing career paths or whatever, um, whatever age you change, whatever industries you change between it's, it's all okay. Like you just have to know why you're doing it and be able to explain it to others. And like your, your headline, you know, will need to change, but that's a reflection of your brand. That's not your brand again. <laughs> Social media is not your brand; it's just a reflection of your brand. All the all the internal changes um, are inside, and you have to work on those before you have to articulate it and be aware of it yourself before you can communicate it to others.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I I, I love that. That's so empowering to know, like really owning your career your decisions and why you're moving forward in a certain direction and and that's so interesting because I do hear that a lot like oh well I'm I'm going from one industry to another like that's gonna look bad or maybe I should not even talk about that you know history because now it's not relevant Mm. like for me I'm like no but that's part of your story is you can't can't erase like a whole
1: decade (laughs) of your life
0: <laughs> no, literally, like I've heard people that like that's a decade of their life, and right. it's like that's part of who you are, and that's what makes you unique. And that per- perspective that you have can be applicable in different ways, right? Yeah, and people see
1: often see their their past career as a detriment, as baggage. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm coming in with no experience. I'm new. I'm a rookie. But no, you come in with all this experience from a different field, and there's this new book called Range, I don't know if you've heard of it that is being quoted everywhere. It's one of the new thought leader books and he talks about how those who succeed, those who innovate in a field usually are from outside that field. like mm-hmm. new inventions um, come from people who think across disciplines and and are not you know have not always stayed in this one track. like they come in with new ideas because the people who are solely specialists, have been trained to think in that way. And so they're trying to tackle new problems with the same mindset and it's very difficult. So they need to bring in different perspectives and views. And when you switch careers and you're trying to rebrand yourself, you need to see that as an asset. Yes. Something that will help you um, help the other, you know, the new organization, the new project, the new boss help them to innovate and to grow and not apologize for whatever you don't have, because obviously you need to have the credential or the, the competencies, right? Like if you're going into tech, you should have blah, 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 technical skills, but you're coming in with a different perspective and that's not always a negative thing. So people need to own their stories as yes. you and I both keep advocating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there is so much power to that statement. Um, Linda, thank you so much for, for sharing your insight. Uh, I love chatting with other career coaches and, you know, inviting people to talk to uh, my audience and just, you know, just provide any type of nuggets of information that might be inspiring to, to, to people listening. So, you know, people are just going to love to hear what you have to say. Where can people find you? Um, you can just go to my website launchedbylinda.com, uh, launched by
1: L a U N C H E D by Lynda, L-I-N-D-A dot com. And that has links to my social media. You can email me. You can uh, message me there. You can read more of my philosophy and personal mission statement if you so are inclined. Um, And I also have a media page, other articles and recordings, um, webinars that I've done that are free. So
0: um, welcome anyone to come check it out fabulous thank you again and we are definitely going to stay connected we have so much to talk about offline (laughs) so so thank you so much it's been so fun have a great rest of your day thanks you too